Hello and welcome to the music Welcome back to another episode of the Music Smoothie. Uh, hope you all enjoyed yourselves while we were gone. Um, we always take a little break in the fall so we can hide in the leaves and uh, kill children. No better than to be out amongst my leaves. I spent a lot yes. of time raking them. Your Honor, it was self-defense. These leaves are a part of me. They were killing my lawn. <laughs> All right, so uh, we've got a wonderful lineup today. We have Fishy. Hello. And we have GS. My mimosa is resonant. Yeah. My mimosas are resonant. I always have I'll, I'll take a sip. Breakfast. <laughs> if you will. All right. Um, and I think you've got a present for us, GS. Yeah, You're it's me. Okay. Oh, oh, yes, the music. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. So you might have heard of Have a Nice Life if you like sad boys. But this isn't from their first album that everyone knows. No, this is from their second album that nobody knows. Uh, they actually have three and a couple EPs. But that's a well-kept secret, apparently. Anyway, this is the opener from their second album, which came out in 2014. That's uh, self-described as um, music in a dead genre about a dead religion. And I think that uh, gives you an idea of what you're in for. It's hard to pin down exactly. But you'll be able to hear the details if you really crank the music up. Which is to say, turn it up a little louder than you think is safe. Because this is one that you want to be overwhelmed by. It's a tsunami of sound. And that's, that's the ideal experience. Listening to it at a moderate volume isn't good enough. So, so strap in and uh, be submerged.
In keeping with their penchant for shitposty song titles, that was Guggenheim Wax Museum. And any attentive listeners among you may have noticed that the drum beat was the same as Queen's We Will Rock You. A little bit different in other <laughs> execution otherwise, I think you'll agree. Now, I know you're a fan of uh, the main guy's acoustic works, uh, Fishy, but what do you think of the very much electric sound on this one? Well, uh, yeah, I, I like it. No, not as much as uh, his acoustic work. I think I brought a Giles Corey song the uh, very first episode. Um, and I've always kind of tried to get into his other projects, like Have a Nice Life. And uh, I've liked them for what they are, but they're not really my cup of tea. Same thing with this one, but I, I didn't hate it. And um, I do appreciate that with it just kind of being very loud and noisy um you know it's at least it's not just a guitar constantly being shredded or anything uh that's normally the kind of loud noise music i hear and uh i'm very tired of it so this is a nice little mix-up at least from what i normally hear in the genre even though it's still you know not exactly my thing i don't know what genre you're describing exactly but i, I think this uh is somewhat unique i haven't had a, heard a ton of stuff that has the exact same you know arrangement and vibe and whatever uh laz do you feel that this uh five and a quarter minute song flew by as i did yeah well that's the thing with a lot of uh have a nice life uh songs and um uh by extension giles Corey, but um yeah they're they're very atmospheric um they're they're very you know like paced out and um you know uh you know like a, a little uh monotonous at times but in a uh in a deliberate way that um is um you know intentional enough that it it doesn't get distracting or annoying in a uh, double album friendly way i would say yeah <laughs> but um yeah I, I really like this track i don't think i'd heard it before or if i had i've forgotten but uh to me it felt like um there's a, a veneer of like fuzz and grease and beneath that is like an 80s uh dark wave song yeah i think dark wave and you know, gothic music and post-punk are some of their big influences, so that makes sense. But, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Good. Oh, I guess I'm up next. I should probably play something. Do you? <laughs> what kind of hip-hop is it going to be? Or comedy metal. It's actually or pop either. punk. I was. It's funny. I was gonna bring um, a hip hop track, uh, but I I found some other stuff instead. So I was gonna bring hip hop, but then I found literally anything else. No, it's it wasn't like that. I promise. Anyway, this is "Devil Doesn't Dance" by the Budos Band. 
Have a listen. That was Devil Doesn't Dance by the Budos Band. And that was from their most recent EP, Frontier's Edge. Just came out this year. Um, what did you think of that, Fishy? Uh, it was all right. Um, it really put me in the mind of a kind of like a little campy sci-fi, I guess, which with the... Uh, artwork on the album cover I imagine is what they were going for um, this is one of those things that doesn't do much for me by itself but I could definitely see it adding a lot for me if it was like the backing of a show or something uh, just as it was it was pretty cool but not too much going on I don't think not really something I'd listen to just by itself but I did like it 
Okay. Um, yeah, I could see this not being for everyone. Uh, it's like, uh, well, I mean, it's like <laughs> instrumental jazz fusion. Oh, yeah, that's the music for the masses. Mm. <laughs> um, but uh, GS, what did you think? I, I dug it. I didn't I didn't really get jazz fusion out of it. It reminded me of like uh old R and B with horn arrangements or uh more more recently sounds like a lot of library music that is stuff that's you know intended to be sampled. Like natural yogurt band, I like them a lot. Uh it, in the production it really did capture that, you know, sort of retro soundtrack production vibe where it's a little uh it's a little muffled, it's a little dusty. And and the specific timbres of everything and the funkiness of the drumming. You know, it's it's a very specific sound, and they, they nailed that sound pretty well. In in terms of the, the songwriting, I don't think that's, you know, the, the main reason we're here. It's it's for the vibe more than anything. And yeah. That's fair. Really does yeah, the, take me back to nineteen seventy four or whatever. Yeah. All right. Um, I was in the Quick Mart picking up some brewskis for the boys. Flop away, fishy. Okay. Um, I guess I'll start with uh, Amigo. The Devil is the band name. Uh, Cannibal Within is going to be the song. I just found one second. My cat's going. Too much devil worship today. I'm going to have to say a few Hail Marys after. What are Catholic rituals going to do to help keep away the devil? <laughs> That's, That's one funny. for the philosophers. Uh, okay, now that my cat's off my keyboard, uh, this song, uh, I wish I had both found this song and been here for the Halloween episode. I think it would have been a good fit. It's a, a little spooky, I think, and a little campy um, in a way that I expect just listening to the music. I expect it to kind of be a joke song, but it remains pretty serious, I think. So this is Cannibal Within by Amigo the Devil. I never thought I was scared of dying at all I always thought my biggest fear would somehow be love-related, not fentanyl I can blame the addiction for that With the additional countdown to a heart attack When the beating comes from the irregular drum I swear to every single god I'm done It's the last time Everyone knows it's a lie By the time I'm feeling fine again It's just another line And another line And all the parts we hate start adding up Until we find ourselves with more regret than blood And the moment we can't recognize Inside our skin, we're losing the fight. 
turn of events it turns out I'm depressed they say I use jokes and joy to avoid the realization that I can think of solutions for that just turn on the radio and cock it back I just don't want to blow my brains out to Hotel California and all the parts we hate start ourselves with more regret than blood And the moment we can't recognize the body we're living in We're losing the fight Eating alive by the cannibal within And that overwhelming feeling Oh, the pressure in my chest to swim against sinking feeling that today might be my last but everything looks bigger in the mirror of the sea come see how lonely of a hunter the harder it tends to be and all the parts we hate start adding up until we find ourselves with more regret than Inside our skin, we're losing the fight. We're alive by the cannibal within. Cannibal Within by the uh, Amigo the Devil from the upcoming album Years Until the War is Over out early 2024, according to my notes. Uh, GS, what did you think about it? Uh, I don't really have anything nice to say, so <laughs> brace yourself. That's fine. I'll just kill you later. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, I I don't know. This one's I I don't get it. It's not for me. So it just seems melodramatic and angsty, but you know, not in a personalized way. It's just some guy rambling about stuff over a really simple, you know, backing music. And it's just so on the nose and so, you know, bad middle school poetry. Really, yeah. To me, that's the level it's on. Sorry. That's fine. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I, I think that's kind of why I uh, mentioned before that I think it's kind of a mix between sort of spooky and campy. I think that um, I'm attributing most of what 
your criticism is to like it kind of being campy. At least that's how I'm perceiving it. Because yeah, it does seem very um, simple, and but I think that the delivery justifies it in my mind, at least. Uh, okay, yeah. the delivery didn't work for me at all. Yeah, uh, but I can definitely see what you're talking about. If I if it didn't click with me like that, I can definitely see just thinking it's very excessively minimalistic, but it does work for me, so I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. How about you, Les? I didn't mind this. Um, I thought it, it felt very theatrical, uh, like to the point where I felt like this this could have been something that uh, Leander brought. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, not in a bad way. Well, I'm sure you would think it in a bad way, but, uh, you know, that's fine. Whatever. Um, I, I, I thought it was fun. Um, a, a nice little jaunt, um, about, uh, drug abuse and whatnot. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, I guess we're back to you then, GS. Yeah. All right. I've got something about as different as it could be. So you might know the name uh, Georgi Ligeti, or you might not because I pronounced it so badly that it's un uh, unrecognizable. But in my defense, he's from Eastern Europe, so I think I get a free pass. Yeah, you usually do for those people. Yeah. So he, he wrote this uh, track called um, Hungarian Rock, and you may not notice a whole lot of rock and roll influence in it, there's a theory some people have that uh, he heard uh, Keith Emerson, uh, best known of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, and was, you know, influenced to make sort of a, a, a tongue-in-cheek reference track, uh, because Emerson certainly borrowed a lot from Ligeti. And if you listen, you, you might hear a lot of Emersonian quality in, you know, the, the chords, and especially in, in the melody. Um, it's supposed to be performed on Revival Harpsichord, but I kind of like this version better. It's on a bunch of saxophones instead, and I think it really helps the melody come out. It doesn't so much have the, the broken machine quality that I think it's supposed to, but this might make it a little more accessible without losing, you know, a lot of what I like about the music itself. Please play my music for me. Music slave. Sonic catamite. Like you offer. Is that a lie? Did you lie out of your lie hole? No, no lies. Uh, uh, this damn, damn thing is just making me vote again. Yeah, it's okay. I just clicked that button. I'm not used to this new bot. Oh, I have to vote? What the... I know, it's making me participate in the democratic process. <laughs> Do I have to take it to a website? No, I'm, I'm taking care of it now. Alright. Okay, good. I did not want to make a web or a account on that website. I didn't want to make a website. Just <laughs> make my own Squarespace. Do this more efficiently. <laughs> 
We're not sponsored. But we could be. Yeah. Very cheap sponsors. I have no dignity. Let me tell you all about MeUndies.
even though it doesn't have the percussive quality that you'd get with. All right. Hold for applause. And holding. <laughs> We're in a holding pattern. All right, enough of that. That was technically a percussive quality. Next item. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give you a percussive quality. Ooh. <laughs> So even though it doesn't have the percussive quality that you'd get with a uh, plucked string instrument, I, I think you'll agree it's still somewhat of uh, an assault on the sense, just because of how that 9-8 uh, really doesn't let up until the end. And then you get some, in my opinion, cartoonish uh, cadences, some some resolutions that are just in such stark contrast to the outside melodies that came before. Well, did its outsides get in your insides, Laz? Yes. Uh, interesting track, and uh, pretty much exactly what I would expect from uh, uh, an uh, avant-garde uh, classical com composition. And uh, Ligeti was a, a pretty interesting guy. Um, he, uh, during World War II, he was actually in a uh, concentration camp um he uh he was a music professor for a while um and he uh he fled uh hungary when they uh went communist uh interesting life interesting guy and, well, and uh, most of the you know big uh post-war avant-garde guys were interesting people and a lot of them spent time in those camps which might explain a few things about the music <laughs> What's John Zorn's excuse? His name is Zorn. I am Zorn. Doesn't that mean anger? It could. I am really rusty on my German. So, uh, well, who knows? Fishy, did you find this to be titillating zornography? Mm, I'm extremely titillated. Um, yeah, I liked it. I mean, it's no secret that I uh, usually prefer lyrics and stuff uh, in my music because... Gross. Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, I often have a trouble kind of feeling a through line in uh, strictly instrumental things, but this one felt like it told a story to me. Um, I dug it. I, I liked it when they sounded like a choo-choo train. That was fun. Fantastic. Chugga-chugga. Well, choo-choo, uh, motherfucker. It's mm. probably what he was thinking when he was writing this song, you know. <laughs> ah. A locomotive enthusiast. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, this was a uh, super secret Halloween song because uh, guess where Ligeti was born? Transylvania. Transylvania. <laughs> More comes out of there than vampires and transvestites. Allegedly. 
<laughs> Citation well, we needed, hope, perhaps. We hope more come out soon. <laughs> more vampires than Sparkle. <laughs> My own personal Robert Pattinson. Ooh, I'm Team Jacob. <laughs> yeah, but he, he, uh, well. I'm just going to make a lighthouse Jacob. reference and say he probably doesn't do pet play, but, you know, maybe he does. <laughs> mm, yeah. Maybe. He fell in love with an infant. It happens mm -hmm. to the best of us. Does it? Only the best well, of us. Well, Fortunately, yeah. I'm among the worst of us, so I'm yeah. safe. On that note, here's a nine-minute metal song. I hope it sounds like a choo-choo, too. Yeah. There might be chugging. This is Organic Hard Drive by Lucid Planet.
All right. Uh, I'm sorry. I said it was nine minutes. I neglected to say you're going to be in for a wild ride. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, that was Organic Hard Drive by Lucid Planet. And uh, <laughs> they are a prog metal band. I, I didn't want to. Uh, so how, how did you uh, how did that tickle your uh, your fancy GS? Well, I am amused. Uh, I think half the budget was split on uh, studio time, and the other half was spent on drugs. Uh, it's, I wouldn't have guessed progressive metal if I had to pin it down, although I have no idea what else I would call it. Seems, uh, I don't know, a little, little bit eclectic. If I had to describe this to someone, I'd say uh, nine-minute uh, Godsmack club mix. I, I know that's maybe not the most charitable string of words to have attributed to your creation, but I don't know. With all the, you know, random stuff pulled in, and I, I don't know, it, it did feel a little bit random. Like, I, I don't know what story it was trying to tell me, right? Because... I don't know. It didn't really bring back a lot of the motifs. I mean, there was the opening uh, pizzicato strings that did come back at one point. But other than that, I didn't really notice a lot of, um, you know, recurring stuff. So it just seemed to have a, a bit of a case of uh, gluitis, which, which can be fine. But I don't know. I, I wasn't able to connect with any of the sections, really. Wow, not even that uh, blues bass line. That, that was kind of funny. Uh, there's a bit in the middle that did make me think, oh, did this just start off as a jam, and then they you know, developed it into something and just wound up having ideas of how to interpret the different sections that were so radically different that they seem you know, a little disconnected. Yeah, actually, if I recall correctly, this was improvised. That's kind of impressive and makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I should probably say that. That would maybe make this make a whole lot more sense. At least a little. Uh, yeah. Um, so, Fishy, what did you think? It's all right. Again, you know, it's not my normal cup of tea, but um, I enjoyed it. Um like I said in the chat, it kind of, the first couple of minutes put me in mind of Tool. And um, when I got a little more electronic-y, it sounded like something that might play in a Vampire the Masquerade. I've brought music from that game soundtrack before, and it uh, the middle parts reminded me a lot of it. Uh, other than that, I've not got too much to say. Uh, I, I will say how I appreciated the... Um, extended wind down at the end uh a lot of the reason i tend to bounce from just more instrumental technical songs is i don't know it doesn't really take time to fade out i feel and i normally like a good fade out uh when it just kind of cuts from cacophonous noise to silence my brain just sort of instantly forgets what i heard it's like oh good it's over but when it 
takes its time to wind down like that, I uh, I generally look more favorable at the song, and that's what happened here. It gave me a little time to think about it, and what I did appreciate about it. All right, cool. Uh, interesting. Um, all right. I guess uh, you're up next. Okie dokie. I think I had it copied. All right. This next one's going to be No Caffeine by Marika Hackman, who is a single from another upcoming album, also to be released early next year. Uh, I think this song has a nice variety. Uh, I'll have more to say after. Occupy your mind, don't stay home. Talk to all your friends, but don't look at your phone. Scream into a bed, try to turn your brain on.
Okay, that was uh, No Caffeine by Marika Hackman from the upcoming album Big Sigh out January next year. Uh, like I said, I appreciated that it had a good bit of variety, um, especially towards the start. It kind of put me in mind of, I'm sure, uh, you know, them Royksop, they kind of had that big... I don't know if it was a one-hit wonder, but it's the only song of theirs I've ever heard uh, remind me, I don't know, 20 years ago. Uh, put me in the mind of that at the start, at least, and I like that song, so that's a good thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't call them a one-hit wonder. They were pretty big for a while. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of the impression I've got when I like remember that song exists every five years and look it up, and I always mean to, like, click next video because it tries to recommend me but i just move on i guess i'll have to set aside time to really look at them uh, well since gs is uh, momentarily away what did you think was well i'm glad i was the second choice <laughs> I, I, I didn't no, mean I, it like that <laughs> no i uh I enjoyed this. I um, it did kind of remind me of uh, some some Royksop, and uh, it it really gave me like a, a mid '90s vibe that I I really enjoyed, um, and I I really liked the uh, the plaintive piano and the uh, strings. Those sections were were pretty neat. Um, it it uh, it definitely painted a picture and. Um, you know, I, I was here for it. Cool, cool. Being there is all you can do, they tell me. What did you think, GS? It was all right. I, I could definitely see this uh, playing in the, you know, someone else playing this in a car and just sort of head head nodding along to it. It's it's got a it's got a vibe. I like the the groove of the instrumentals and. I didn't have to pay too much attention to the, the lyrics, which is nice. The vocals just seem to sort of float over everything uh, with a bit of, uh, you know, melancholy, but it's still upbeat. So I, I think because of that, it could, you know, ha have a pretty broad appeal. I'm already struggling to remember what it sounded like, though. So it's sort of, I think it's just music to put on when you want something. To a little bit of energy and a little bit of mel melancholy. It's not too uh, involved either way. Well, what more could you ask for? A little bit of energy and melancholy is all you need. A little bit of Monica in my life. Mambo number five. Uh, I want to hear more about Mambo's one to four. <laughs> Proto Mambo. <laughs> they were insignificant. Just remember, everyone, the guy who wrote Mambo number five had to try four times and fail before he succeeded. <laughs> yes. It is important to remember that, if nothing else in life. All right. Um, 
What have you got for us next, Jess? Okay, g- give me a sec. Uh, One. One. So in terms of Canadian rock, most people just know Rush and Nickelback. However, there are other bands. This is one that uh, probably nobody has heard of, unfortunately, because they go pretty hard. They're called Symphonic Slam. They only released one album. After that, the guitarist Timo Lane sort of went on his own solo career thing. That's less interesting. This uh, is... I would describe it as balls-to-the-wall funky arena rock. Uh, You'll hear a lot of guitar synth sounds, which not a lot of other people were experimenting with in 1976. I think you know everything you need. Experience some cheese. Enjoy. been symphonically slammed. Yeah, I guess I'd call that funky arena rock. And what distinguishes it from a lot of Canadian rock from the 70s is it's got, you know, some energy to it, rather than just being sort of sleepy and cozy.
uh, a little bit more uh, cocaine tinged than I'm used. Did you like it, Fishy? Yeah, uh, it was all right. Uh, I don't know if I super loved it, but you know, it's not really necessarily my thing. It um, you said 1976. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Um, it kind of reminded me both. Uh, vocally and instrumentally of Bowie in a lot of parts, um, which is good. I, I like him well enough. Uh, be interesting to know if he ever heard this or maybe took any inspiration. Um, other than that, yeah, not got much to say. It was passable, which is uh, a lot higher than I rate a lot of arena rock. Um, I could definitely tap along to it. It kind of, I don't think it would have been out of place if it was used as like a parody of 70s funky music, but in a good way. It, it Like you said, it was just very energetic and yeah, it just seemed very of its time, I think. I don't know. I'm brain fogged. I liked it. Well, that's good. Um, I didn't really get any Bowie from that. <laughs> Uh, well, it was mostly when he kind of went high on the uh, vocals. Uh, kind of, my ears pricked up. I'm like, oh, wait, are we listening to David Bowie? Uh, it wasn't constant, but it was repeated several times throughout where I kind of perked up. I'm like, hey, that sounds kind of familiar. Mm. I, I think it, I, I do get what you mean about uh, being parodic, though. Uh, I, I think it is a little tongue-in-cheek. Like, like, when someone uses the word boogaloo in a lyric, I'm pretty sure they're not being too serious. <laughs> well, did, did you find it to be a, a very uh, serious and, and brooding and intellectual exercise in, in music, Les? Not entirely. Um, I thought it was uh, a fun experience. It did feel like a, a time capsule back to the mid-70s. And... Uh, Man, was that a um, was that a bass or a bass synth like the the real brassy funky? Oh, that that was a uh, synth bass. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Real fat. Yeah. And most of some uh, Stevie Wonder. <laughs> it it was delicious. I I do love Stevie Wonder. Um, but yeah, um, other than that, um, it's, it, it's just like, uh, you know, it's comfort food. It's dad rock. I, you know, like I, I can't help myself. I grew up with dad rock. <laughs> We're all dads now. Yeah. We're all 47 with three mortgages. One day. <laughs> I right. reverse mortgaged my children to buy a hitman to take out my ex-wife. <laughs> Jesus. It'll free up so much capital. Consider it an investment. Odd, it's happened more than once. But anyway. I can't, I I can't wait to reverse mortgage other people's children. <laughs> you're telling me you're not already? No, I, I'm uh, behind the game in terms of uh, my asset management. 
I blame my fiduciary. Well, you can do that. But uh, in the meantime, how about you listen to Casa de, de Mel by Brad Goodall.
All right, that was Casa de Mill by Brad Goodall. And what did you think of that? Fishy. It was all right. It was kind of a nice, upbeat, relatively simple song uh, compared to what else has been brought. Uh, yeah, I think it was just pretty pleasant. Uh, I could definitely see it playing like softly in a lounge or something. It It's very uh, positive vibe, ambient music, I think. Okay, okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, and uh, what about you, Genus? Well, to me, it sounded oddly specifically like Van Morrison joined Wolfpack to make Yacht Rock. That is and I think that's a it's a pretty uh, total summary of my thoughts. So, I mean, it's it's sort of got that laid back yacht rock vibe. There's there's a little story in in the lyrics. Uh, I I guess I wasn't really paying attention. It just sort of floats by like a summer breeze. Something there. Don't have to pay too much attention if you don't want to. Once again, it's more about the vibe than anything. Very vibe-based episode today. <laughs> That's fair. We could call it Vibe Smoothie Number 2. No, that's a terrible title. All right. And uh, closing us out is Fishy. Cool. Um... My last song is going to be I Wish I Was the Size of a Frog by Sven Yamaha and Roy Okaga. It's um, kind of like English sad boy mumble rap. So what I'm hoping will happen is that GS will literally die. I'll do my best to make your dreams come true. Mm. In the words of Ellie Golding, anything could happen. Oh, come on, robot. I wish I was a big old dog. I wish I was a nice old cat. I wish I was the size of a frog. Then I'd never do nothing bad You can do no wrong in my eyes But I always got a going fucking up Funny thing is, yeah, I thought be the last one I ain't that dumb, heart is always broken, yeah, I wish I never had one Nose is always running, yeah, I'm always on a mad one Now I'm home alone, I just hope that the lads come Ace, I'm doing races, funny faces, pace it, ain't do my laces I can't trip up, tryna do my best, but you know that I'm a sick fuck Tell you that I love you, I'm just trying to get my dick sucked Go up, I never know what I should say, but so what, I'll just show up your front door with some roses, like a Moses. Any block they show us, I'm decomposing, but I'm no one. So I'm 
I'll open up my stupid little face But there's nothing left, there's nothing left to say I was a big old dog I wish I was a nice small cat I wish I was the size of a frog Cause then I'd never do nothing bad For the shit you have to go through Issues up for what I did I told you that I won't do So I do nothing And my fuck for what I don't do Sorry ain't enough You telling me I had to show you Told that I'm the problem By your friend I never spoke to They don't know the context They don't get our process Saying you do more for me Like bitch this ain't a contest And now we're never speaking Cause I said way too much on text Fighting through the week I hope we're better by the weekend I never meant to hurt you But I know it's such a bleeding Now you're calling me some words And shit you say you never mean it But I know that you believe it I don't need to know the I wish I was the size of an ant I wish that you could fix me, but you can't I wish I was the clothing in your drawer So you could wear me out a little more I Wish I Was the Size of a Frog by Sven Yamaha and Roy Okaga. Laz, what did you think? Yeah, um, true to the rest of the episode, uh, that, that song was a vibe. Um, an, an interesting vibe. Um, yeah, uh, very, uh, very odd lyrics. Um, kind of surreal. Um, very silly, but, uh, that's, uh, that, that's kind of my bag, so I, I can't really complain too much. Um, I, um, I really enjoyed the, uh, the production of the song. It was, uh, interesting and dynamic and, uh, in all the right ways. And, um, I had a fun time overall. Uh, <laughs> it was, uh, it was a ride. <laughs> cool. Uh. I'm glad you enjoyed the production, at least. That was kind of what I was banking on for people here to have at least one good thing to say. 
Um, and now that that one good thing has been said, what does GS have to say? Do you want to be a smooth little cat, GS? Oh, you know I do. Oh, you know I do. Yes. I'd still find a way to do something bad, though. That's who I am. No. Uh, to, to our mutual astonishment, I didn't hate this. Oh, really? I would not listen to it uh, of my own volition, but I don't know. It was all right. There was, you know, I, I, I kind of hated it at the beginning, but then I saw where it was going, and I actually liked uh, the synthesizers in it. Nice. And then how they were used. Uh, the, the way it started and stopped didn't entirely work for me. Uh, I don't know. I, I was trying my best not to pay attention to lyrics because the one time I did, they were kind of stupid. <laughs> okay, so but, uh, may, maybe maybe it's not supposed to be taken too seriously. I don't. Know. Well, the video is a grown man jumping around a field in a frog mask, so um, I think you're wrong. It's probably supposed to be taken very seriously. Well, I don't understand art, so what I have to say is uh, wrong. Well, I will admit a certain disappointment that it didn't kill you, but I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm very surprised. I wouldn't say I or tolerated it. <laughs> Let's not be uh, out of pocket here. All right. So I guess the production kind of made it passable for both of you, which is good. I was hoping it would do it a little bit. Sure thing, sugar. Uh, I, is that it then, I guess? You That's... finished us off. Oh, yeah. I, I'd say it was a happy enough end. Mm. <laughs> I do try and be passable. <laughs> Extra protein smoothie. Mm. Pishy is a gracious lover. Yes. <laughs> I'm very giving. <laughs> You're my favorite. All right. You're my favorite adaptation of the giver. Mm. I'm not in black and white. I'm full color. I don't see color. You gone to the eye doctor. I have surgeries for that now. Yeah. Surgeries to make you racist <laughs> in America. You go into the eye doctor. All right, look into this little viewfinder. <laughs> I can't believe they're doing that. How can they get away with it? I don't know. I'm just the doctor. You'll have to work out how it makes you feel. Does my insurance cover this? No. It's not elective. It's important. <laughs> well, here in America. A, it's part of a new Republican grant for um, ICE doctors said it was very important for the health of America. My luxury orbs have been co-opted. Squeegee my crotch. The rubber will change. <laughs> What are you waiting for, coward? All right. <laughs> You're only squeegeeing a man. <laughs> no, but that's that's what life's all about at the end of the day.
squeegeeing a man. Working up enough uh, life experience to get to that point. Of course, history will exonerate us all. Not you. Of course. <laughs> Not you. I'm on the right side of history. Well, I'm on the left side. Uh, wow. That means I'm morally superior. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My left, left in America is just censure. So, maybe. Maybe not. Okay. Before we get uh, too far away from the topic <laughs> of music, how about we uh, close this out? Say goodbye, GS. Aloha. <laughs> Aloha. Oi. All right. And uh, it was nice having you, Fishy. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Um, goodbye. Good night. Uh, farewell. Um, kiss your loved ones. Um, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy everything. Yeah, I do. I'll <laughs> All right. And that was our latest episode. I've got to step up my smoothie. Color. Hope you enjoyed that blend. And uh, if you like what we do and would like us to record consistently, uh, we're currently trying to record weekly, uh, consider donating to us on Patreon at The Music Smoothie. And um, follow us on Twitter at T Music Smoothie, and uh, we're available on uh, Instagram and Facebook at just the music smoothie. Uh, all the music we use is fair use under the uh, media uh, criticism clause of fair use. And uh, if you like uh, the music we listen to, but don't always have time to listen to the episode, our um, playlist is available on uh, Spotify. Just type in the music smoothie, and uh, you'll be able to find all the music we play. All right. That's uh, all the music that's available on Spotify, at least. Not all of it is. I uh, hope you guys had a great time, and um, have a good one. Day, morning, evening, night. Uh, times in other dimensions as well. Yeah. All right, see you.